0: Welcome to another episode of the Made of Dreams podcast I'm your host, Ashley Wrightley. I'm a singer-songwriter who loves the creative process and talking about it with people who inspire me in the hopes of inspiring you to add a little creativity to your life and maybe find some new music to listen to along the way Today I'm chatting with my friend Kenny Ward from Other Realm Music. Kenny writes story-centric alternative pop, clever rhymes, and slick, moody productions that take a humorous, sometimes scathing look at current ideas. His band's lead single, The Whole World's Melting, was a top three winner at the annual Hawaii Songwriting Festival and was also awarded first place honors in the Coffee Attic Songwriting Competition. So welcome, Kenny. Thanks for taking the time to chat today.
1: Hey, Ashley. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy to talk to you today. Same. By the way, where are you based?
1: Uh, I'm in New Haven, Connecticut.
0: Okay. I thought it was Connecticut, but I wasn't sure of the city.
1: Yeah, big music hub, right?
0: Yeah, totally. How could no. I not know that? Yeah. I checked out your website today and I love how it says um, your inner monologue but make it pop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: like, That's brilliant. Um, hey, thank you. First of all, what got you started in music?
1: Uh, the honest answer is that my parents, when I was like a kid, really wanted me to be involved in extracurriculars. And they signed me up for every sport under the sun. And I really didn't like any of them. <laughs> and so one day they said, well, try something else. And they signed me up for piano lessons. And then after a couple of months, I said, I think I'd rather play guitar. Mm-hmm. And it stuck. And then I took guitar lessons probably from fifth grade to almost the end of high school. And I started writing songs in that period. And before I knew it, I was out at open mic nights and all of that stuff.
0: Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> My yeah. son is in fourth grade right now. And um, yeah, he's in all the sports. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens.
1: Yep, that's just uh, what happens with kids, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah, you gotta try it all. Uh, yeah. so when when do you think you started writing songs? Was it a couple years in?
1: It was a couple years in, probably right when I was in high school, starting to feel all of the emotions that you feel mm-hmm. as a teenager. <laughs> I think totally. I was around like 15, 16. And my really great guitar teacher, Charlie, he was like, let's write some songs. And he would give me assignments every week. And I would just like come up with a song based on his assignment to start.
0: I love that. That's really cool. Did you instantly start getting out to the open mics and playing or was that after high school?
1: Um, It was in high school, uh, probably like a year into writing songs. I was feeling more comfortable with it.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: bless my parents, they took me around to like every open mic I wanted to go to and listen to a very uh, not really great version of me at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I got my start kind of hosting open mics. I did not know that. And so I've sat through a lot of open mics too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can be hard.
0: They can be. It's really fun though. It's a great way to meet people in the area and I always recommend it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's the best.
0: It totally is. So I have a question about your songwriting. Okay. Your lyrics are really unique. And I I feel like they're also very funny, which I love talking to you because I think you have a great sense of humor. Um, do you approach songwriting from humor? Or?
1: Yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I would say a lot of the times it starts with almost like, I mean, any song probably starts with an idea, but. It starts sometimes with it, something where I go, oh, like that's funny or that's a funny phrase or something like that. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: I go, okay, what can I spin that into? And over the years of writing, I think I started to hone in on that more and really want to go like, okay, my thing is that I try to be like clever and say something that you might not necessarily expect
2: to come in a pop song.
0: Yeah, I love it. When I was also looking at some of the titles for some of your songs, and I even thought a lot of them are also just topics that you could talk about. Like there was one like conversation starters, tan lines or (laughs) (laughs) your song, My Quarter Life Crisis, which is really catchy. Your quarter life crisis is really catchy. Thank you. Thank you. I was just like thinking, well, you know, I wonder if the song titles, do you come up with titles before or do you, does that come after?
1: Almost. I feel like it's almost always early on. Like it's sometimes the first thing where I just go, oh, that would make a cool song title. Mm -hmm. Um, I have one that's called All the Cute Boys Are Robots. And it was just like a text that I sent to my friend because I was fed up with dating apps. (laughs) And I just said, and I was literally messaging like, bots like you know how there's bots on Instagram
0: I know just the one
1: just the ones right DM for promo but (laughs) I would be messaging people and they'd turn out to be bots and I got so frustrated that I jokingly (laughs) sent this text to my friend that all the cute boys are bots is what I initially said I think and then I went oh that could be a cool song and I just sat with that title for a couple weeks I think before I I ended up writing a song around it
0: that's really cool I wondered where that came from
1: and yeah. <laughs> my my I mean, questionable I kind of knew, but also <laughs> like
0: technically, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right?
0: Funny. Yeah. So what makes you feel the most creative?
1: Oh. Ooh, that's a tough question. I guess nature probably. Yeah. I find that whenever I get in the writer's block type of situation and I haven't written in a while, I need to go for a hike. myself Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be super long it could be a half an hour but something about just being out in nature by myself and especially moving just walking through the woods I don't know what it is but that's where I end up writing songs I have my phone I pull it out and I'm Mm
2: -hmm. using
1: voice memos
0: yeah yeah what about you same honestly um I go on walks a lot and for a while um I was listening to podcasts on walks until I realized I'm like, this is when I normally come up with ideas. And I don't know, for me, I'm not usually in the forest. I'm just in my neighborhood. (laughs) But sometimes even just like the pounding of your feet on the pavement can kind of set like a rhythm, you know, or at least for me. Sometimes I try to write then too. So yeah, I love that answer.
1: I love that. I also was doing the same with podcasts and I had to stop because I I've now reserved them for cleaning the house. Otherwise mm-hmm. I will be too distracted to write any new songs.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I mean, you know, there are days, but now I have a puppy. And so I'm not as contemplative as I'm walking. I'm like, Hazel, stop it. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but,
1: but Hazel's yeah. a cutie.
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, she has her own Instagram.
1: <laughs> I did not know that following after this.
0: Yes. Is there anything about the creative process that feels hard?
1: Ooh. Yeah. I think sometimes for me, it can be organization. Mm. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm sort of the, sometimes the stereotypical creative person in that I can't seem to get everything in line all Mm. all at the right time. And so I have to find solutions that work for me to make it work, but
0: yeah. yeah. What is one of those? Like, what's the solution you've come up with? A problem and a solution, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Okay, a big, one problem I have is I'm, whatever the new idea is, I'm always the most excited about it, right? So like Mm -hmm. this morning I was working on a song and I was already like, oh, I'll record it this way and I'll do this and all this stuff. But what ends up happening is I end up with 15 unfinished songs on my hard drive. Then I go, I haven't put out a new song recently. So a solution I came up with was to keep, um, there's this great tool called Trello, if you know it. I've heard of it. And it's literally just like digital to-do lists is the best way to describe it. And so I made a board where every time I come up with a song or I write a song and I think, I really want to record this at some point, I'll add it to the Trello board under future songs. And then I start to organize them by like, if they're in progress, if they're finished and just need to be mastered. And then I move them over to an album and I try to package them into like quote unquote albums. Mm -hmm. And it helps me see very visually sometimes that, okay, I shouldn't start a new song because if I look at this board, I have eight songs that are like 90% finished, that I should probably focus on finishing before I start something new.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea. I'm gonna have to tell my friend Sarah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's helpful.
0: <laughs> We're always like, let's record this, let's record that. And then we both are working on something totally different. That's yep. fun. Yeah, um, I like that. So let's talk about your music videos. You have a lot of, I feel like you release a lot of singles. Were you doing a single a month or something?
1: I was trying to do a single every six weeks last year.
0: Wow. Okay. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. I was busy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, okay. And and so I, I think I ended up seeing a lot of the music videos and I feel like they're a whole nother work of art.
1: Oh, have thanks. Have you
0: come up with those? Like how DIY is that? Or do you have somebody do that?
1: Um, it's totally DIY. It's all me. My brother helps me from time to time, especially if I'm going to be in it a lot, then he kind of mm-hmm. has to help me film. But, yeah, totally DIY. You have a a favorite lot one
0: that you did last year?
1: Um, I would say, oh, that's a hard question. I have the video for Tan Lines, and uh-huh. in it I'm playing every character, and there are, like, five different characters.
0: Oh, that's and fun.
1: I like that one. It's a lot of fun. And it was technically kind of challenging to figure out how to make it so that I was in the frame every, like, multiple times. Mm -hmm. So maybe that one.
0: Yeah. I watched a couple of them, but I didn't watch that one. So I'll have to check it out. Oh, okay. Um, So another song of yours specifically that I wanted to talk about was Stars Hollow, which is a song that you have that's like an ode to the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, And it's so catchy. I feel like I was listening to it this morning And to think about things I wanted to ask you. And I was like, this feels like the show. Well, thank you. How did you do that? And what made you want to
1: write it? Oh, okay. Great question. Before I answer, I do want to give a music video shout out though, because I didn't, there is a music video for that one and I didn't make it. These podcasters, Brian and Stacy, who have a Gilmore Girls and Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast,
0: Ooh, cool, yeah,
1: did the whole music video. So since we were talking about it, I have to yeah. mention.
0: Yeah, well, I think I saw like you posted that too, and it was like there was a gazebo that looked like
1: the show. Right, they did such a good job. I I want to say they live in New York City, okay. but that they went somewhere that was a little more Stars Hollow like to that's, film that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yes. To answer your original question, I guess. um, I wrote it when I was living really far from home for a few years. I lived in Hawaii, which was great, but it was really far and I missed my family and all my friends here and me and one of my really good friends would watch Gilmore girls all the time out there. And she was, she's originally from Rhode Island and I'm from Connecticut and the show takes place in Connecticut and so we would watch it. And I think it was like our little dose of New England when we yeah. were so far away from home. And it was like, I would just feel like if I felt down in the dumps for any reason, I'd just be like, okay, it's time to watch some Gilmore girls. Um Yeah. yeah. And then the the to make it, I guess, sound like that, I it's funny you say that. I'm glad that it sounds like the show. And I was nervous when I was doing it. I was I think like, it is does, this yeah does this too much sound like the show
0: no it's perfect
1: oh thank you yeah Yeah, i noticed that they they do all those like the la la las throughout like the transitions and i was like well okay i could just do la las in there like everybody likes that (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Our rhythm. I feel like I just was like, man, this should have been on the. Girls.
1: <laughs> it's Thank you so much. If they yeah. do another revival, maybe I can I know, uh, sneak but it what in. What
0: happened? Didn't they? Wasn't there supposed to be like four parts, and there's just two?
1: I think no. I think there are four parts.
0: Okay, maybe I need to catch up then.
1: Yeah, there were four seasons. They did it in like seasons of the year. Seasoned. So like there's spring, summer, winter, and fall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: They did all that. I feel like they left it on a cliffhanger.
1: They did. Okay. I don't want to spoil it in case anyone I know. Same. hasn't seen it. Yeah.
0: Okay, I've seen it all. They need to finish that up because, I mean, come
1: yeah. on. For real.
0: Okay, real quick. I want to tell you about my absolute favorite Can't Live Without It skincare product. I have been on a clean beauty mission, and I love Skin X Erin. My favorite product is the pre-cleanse oil. I use that along with her super soft cleansing cloths to take off my makeup every night. It's 100% pure grapeseed oil. All power, no poison, and I swear it makes my eyelashes longer too. So I'm all in. All the products are so simple. There's three oils. My favorite, the pre-cleanse oil, a hydrating beauty oil, and a perfecting night oil to round it out. So head over to shopxarin.com. That's Aaron E-R-I-N, and use the code Ashley Riley 10 for 10% off. Seriously, try it, because great skin is so rock and roll. Well, what are you working on now?
1: Oh, lots of stuff. I just put out a song called Quarter Life Crisis that you mentioned earlier,
0: yeah.
1: and I am kind of putting the very finishing touches on an album of the same name, and that's Allegedly, coming out at the end of February. Uh, <laughs> I have like one or Allegedly. two little details to finish up. And then it's, it's crazy because I am so excited to get that finished and put out. But like I said, I always feel like I have a million things moving and a million parts moving that I'm sort of already mentally onto to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple songs that I'm really excited about that are almost finished. So I'm kind of actively working on those, but trying to prep to like promote this album that I want to put out too.
0: So how many songs are on the new Quarter Life Crisis album?
1: It's nine songs, um, potentially 10. That's the only holdup is I can't decide if I want to throw that 10th one on Mm -hmm. there or not.
0: So do they all support that idea, the theme of Quarter Life Crisis?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of the songs on this one, when I initially wrote them, I probably wrote them like two or three years ago. And a lot of them are, you know, I was in a, I was in a different time, let's say. So yeah. it's funny because I listen to them now and I'm like, man, some of these songs are real downers, but, and I don't feel that way now, but I was like, I guess yeah. I did a couple years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I have those too. I used to, in my early songwriting days, I think I just was like, I don't know. I I feel like I had what I called an an Alanis Morissette face. (laughs) Oh, I
1: love Alanis.
0: Same. But I was just like, I don't know if I was mad or sad or what, but people would be like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yes, I
0: I am. Thank you.
1: Hey, but you're evoking a reaction and that's a good thing, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Made me laugh. I actually thought of something else that I wanted to ask you. I actually have three more questions. I would like to ask you about um, when you write with humor, because I feel like that's hard to do to make a really good song. I mean, you need it to be funny if you're writing humorous, but you also, there's like a line of cheesy, right? Yeah. So how do you manage that? Or do you, f- I mean, I feel like you manage it really well, but do you feel like, is that something that you're aware of when you're writing? Like, oh, I can't say that, that's too
1: far. Or do you know <laughs> what I mean? Totally. Uh, one, I'm glad that you think I'm uh, managing it well, because I'm always nervous about that. And yeah, I totally, I call it like the weird owl effect of like, I don't ever want to get into weird owl territory where it's like, this yes. is a parody Song. So I feel like I have a couple of unwritten rules that I try to follow. Like, I try to stray away as much as I can from current pop culture references and stuff, because I feel like that crosses the line into like it can be too goofy and it won't age well. And I think the other thing that I do a lot is I use my friends and my family sort of as a sounding board. Mm -hmm. I have one friend, my best friend, who is just she will be in the best way possible, pretty ruthless. So if I send her something and she thinks it's too corny or that the joke doesn't land or if the jokes like, you know, maybe went a little too far, she will not hesitate to tell me, which I really appreciate because I need somebody. So I jokingly always call her my producer because she's got almost final say on stuff. I love
0: it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's cool. Well, do you like? Have you ever done stand up?
1: I have not. I've thought about it once or twice, but it seems like a very dangerous, like, or not dangerous, but very scary art form.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's like it's intimidating. Totally. Well, I'm. I think I told you that before. I'm like, you should be a comedian. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) You make me laugh, so I I would. I would go to your show for sure. Do you do all your own production too? I do. You do. Wow. I thought so, but that's really cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah, there. it's uh, it's a lot of work, but it's fun.
0: What um daw do you use?
1: I use Logic right now. And I I started on GarageBand and did like probably half of my first album in GarageBand, if not it might have been the whole thing. And then was like, "Okay, I need to upgrade." And I, everybody said Logic was really similar to GarageBand, which it is. Uh, yeah. So that was the natural next step.
0: That's what I just, I just upgraded in the last um, maybe six months because I finally got a new laptop. And so I got Logic.
1: Yes. Do you do your production too? I know I heard your your um, Christmas song that you did.
0: I did that. I did that. Yeah. There's a couple. If I do an acoustic song, I will. But if there's drums and, and other stuff, um, I'll sometimes I'll record a lot of my vocals and guitars and layer things and then send them to a producer that I've really liked working with lately in my That's area. awesome.
1: Oh, I yeah. like that. That's a good system. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it started during COVID.
1: <laughs> oh, but hey, we <laughs> yeah. all had to adapt. <laughs>
0: exactly. Do you have any advice for people who are just starting out creating music or art? Anything that you would want to say to encourage people?
1: Yeah. I feel like there's a million things that I would want to say. One is just get out there and do it. And in whatever way that, that means like I don't play a ton of shows anymore. And early on, I think it was helpful for me to get out there and play a lot of shows, but it doesn't have to be. I think with the internet, getting stuff out into the world and getting like that live feedback is so valuable, whether it be online or in person somewhere. Um, so that would be like my my first thing is just like keep doing it and put it out I feel like for a long time I held on to stuff that mm-hmm. like oh I'll put that out at some point and then two years goes by and it's like I still haven't put that song out I haven't put anything out so now I just try to send it all out into the world and let it live mm-hmm. um, but then the flip side of the coin that I would say is I don't know if it's if it, if this is, would be everyone's experience and I would hope that it's not, but I think sometimes when you're first starting out, it can be really easy to focus on the negative voices that you might hear. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that when I first started, like I had no formal singing training or voice training and I was young and I didn't really know how to control my voice well. So I didn't always sound great. And there were definitely some people who didn't shy away from telling me that, Um, which, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, I guess, on the one hand, but just don't focus on those would be the other thing. Whether it's music or any type of art that you're getting negative feedback, try to hold on to the positive feedback and let the other stuff roll off your back
0: that's really good advice really Thanks. good advice. it's very important to remember because i'll say um yeah anytime that you're doing something where you're putting yourself out there there will be those people whether or not it's because they think they're being helpful or they don't realize that they're that it's like could hurt your feelings what they're saying but it's like hey they're not doing it so you know yeah like, that's such a good it. point yeah yeah
2: that's and a great I feel point. Like
0: I've had experiences too, where it's like, I've played a show and you get one comment that isn't even bad, but you're like, what did they mean by that? And it's like, there might be 10 people that were like, man, that was great. But the only thing you remember is the one bad one. So it is important to just remember those good comments and, and just keep on going.
1: Yeah. Actually, can I give you one more little tip that I just thought oh, of when sure. you said that something mm-hmm. that, and I forget where I heard this, this is not my original idea, but somebody told me at one point, or I heard on another podcast, like screenshot, like the good comments, for example, on Instagram or YouTube, or keep a journal. If you play a show and somebody says something really nice, because that stuff kind of is easy to forget about when somebody says something crappy to you. And so Mm It's almost embarrassing, but I do totally have like a folder of screenshots on my phone where if somebody leaves a nice YouTube comment on one of my music videos, it's in there. So that then if I'm feeling like I'm the worst, I'm not talented at all. I've never written a good song in my life. I go mm-hmm. and I look at that I folder.
0: That. That's a great idea. Honestly, then you you just know where to go. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't look at it too much. You'll get a big head.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. Within reason. Yeah. But, uh, do you like TikTok?
1: I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. I feel yeah. like it can be a really helpful platform, but I also don't like it because I lose so much time to it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, do you lose time scrolling or creating or both?
1: Both, unfortunately.
0: You So do you create things specifically for TikTok?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm I, just like curious. I don't. And I i mean, I've tried, but it takes so long. So that yeah. then I'm like, what are people doing?
1: I know. It's wild. I would say though, like the things that I always feel like do the best are the ones that I spent like no time on. And yeah. then when I spend like an hour and a half trying to edit something in there, it gets like 10 views and I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then I post a three second video of my forehead or something.
0: <laughs> and it's and like, it
1: just... Eighty-two thousand likes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Um, I think when I first got on TikTok, it was the trend where people were singing a song and like all the lyrics were there. Which I don't know. I don't know if you can do captions or not on there easily. But I was like typing out all the lyrics and trying to time them right. Do you? Is that real? You have to do it that way.
1: You do have to do it that way, and it's a pain (laughs) in the butt. There's (laughs) sort of. You could do it on the computer, which I've done once or twice, and it's faster, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's challenging.
0: Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I applaud I, you for taking the time to do it because <laughs> I feel like I should, but I don't. Yeah. And um, Thank I, you. Yeah. it It is fun. I like to watch the videos, but man, I just don't know that I have that in me.
1: Yeah. So, I will, oh, oh, I was going to say about <laughs> TikTok that I would say that I also lean funny there I feel like is what yeah. I've learned I was doing the thing where I was trying to post the serious or not, not even serious but like me performing with all the lyrics and I realized after a while I'm like I'm that's not really my brand like it works a thousand percent for a lot of people but the way my songs are they're not necessarily like you're gonna read them and be like shedding a tear right so I was like okay I just need the song to be almost background and I'll write a funny caption or something.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that makes it a lot faster.
0: (laughs) Totally. So tell me your TikTok name so that people can check it out.
1: Oh, totally. So it's Other Realm Music, which two R's in there can be a little confusing. They're both there though. Yeah. Yes, they're both there. Where
0: else can people find you online? Like what's your favorite place to connect?
1: Um, As much as I am out there making TikToks, I think I prefer Instagram. So you could catch me there. Same handle, Other Realm Music. And then I have a website. You're welcome to check out otherrealmmusic.com. And I'd say those are the big ones. I'm on Facebook too. Same thing, Other Realm Music. But I feel like Facebook is slowly dying. So I don't show... (laughs) (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sorry I didn't say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, whoops. (laughs) Whoops, oops. Yeah, that's all right. So Best Other Realm, not The Other Realm.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Well, you made it nice and easy. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing your album when it comes out. Thank you. Yeah. So are you going to do videos for all those songs or some?
1: Some. I Some of the songs that are on there are things I've already released as singles. So oh, it's not cool. all new stuff, but there's a few on there that are new. And I have two songs One of them is this quarter life crisis song. I haven't done a video for that and I have some ideas brewing. And then the other one that I'd like to do a video for is this song called chill pill. And I have this whole concept in my head of like, you're daydreaming at your desk and you're working. And then it's like, I, in it, I, or whoever the video star is falls asleep and then they wake up like on a beach or something, (laughs) but I don't, it's winter. So I don't know if that's going to come to fruition or not.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, it sounds like it'll be a good idea. You're leaving us on a cliffhanger here.
1: Just like the Gilmore Girls.
0: (laughs) Just like the Gilmore Girls. We'll have to wait and see. Well, it's been so much fun talking to you today. Same. uh, Yeah. So
1: good to talk to you.
0: Yes. Bye, Kenny. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my friend Kenny Ward. Make sure to check out his music at Other Realm Music. On all socials and otherrealmmusic.com If you're enjoying the Made of Dreams podcast, make sure you're subscribed to the show And head on over to madeofdreamspodcast.com And join the Dreamers Digest, where you'll get my top tips on getting into a creative state And now, here is All the Cute Boys Are Robots by Kenny Ward of Other Realm Music
2: Yo. I got 10,000 followers, three real friends, finally cool. I take a picture of myself, I post it up online. My hair's pulled back, my chest's puffed out, and my eyes are open way too wide. I say that I want a boyfriend, but I think we all know the truth. I just want validation that random strangers think I'm cute. I'm trying to get over heartbreak, I'm trying to feel less insane. Trying my best to understand why I waste my time with this game When all the cute boys are robots, none of these boys are real All the cute boys have metal hearts that were never programmed to feel All the cute boys are robots, but I shouldn't let it steal my joy Cause one of these days I'll fall in love And it won't be with some stupid wind-up toy Get out of here, robot boy He likes to stay out way too late He likes to get real drunk and send me photos of his latest fuckboy mistakes So I go online cause I don't go out Lord knows I'm not gonna leave this house Yeah, go online because I want someone to kiss But oh shit All the cute boys are robots None of these boys are real All the cute boys have metal hearts That were never programmed to feel All the cute boys are robots But I shouldn't let it steal my joy Cause one of these days I'll fall in love And it won't be with some stupid wind-up toy He's just a picture on the internet Who's making me insecure He's just a photo and he's never gonna fall in love with me That's for damn sure all the cute boys are robots But I think that they've got a glitch Yeah, every time that I message one I'm awfully quick to get ditched All the cute boys are robots None of these boys are real All the cute boys have metal hearts That were never programmed to feel All the cute boys are robots But I shouldn't let it steal my joy Cause one of these days I'll fall in love And it won't be with some stupid white cute boys are robot